and welcome back to What Are You Doing, the podcast that asks people, what are they doing? I'm your host, Michaela Haley, and today I'm going to be talking about something a little bit different. I'm actually going to be talking about inclusion as a garden. And a garden is not a monoculture of species. It nurtures and supports many different flowers of different species, shapes, and colors. So obviously today I'll be talking about inclusion, specifically inclusion in the classroom. There are so many different definitions of inclusion out there, and I selected a definition from the Oxford Dictionary that stands as the practice or policy of providing equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized, such as those who have physical or mental disabilities and members of other minority groups. One thing I was wrestling with was how could I or would I represent inclusion? especially if I wanted to have something displayed in my classroom. People have used different symbols to represent inclusion and there are different layers or topics in which inclusion has a voice. For example, inclusion of LGBTQ plus people, people of different race, religion, or physical and intellectual abilities. They have been represented before with a circle signifying unity or a rainbow of colors to show that everyone is different. But I struggled with how I could show a greater representation of inclusion in my classroom, specifically amongst my own students. There is a painting in my bedroom of a sunflower. As I was thinking this project over, I looked up and saw it. I painted it for Mother's Day one year and never really liked it because I didn't think it looked perfect. The petals were all different shapes and sizes and the background wasn't a consistent shade of blue. I wasn't a very experienced painter, so the brush strokes were different, and there were parts that didn't look good to me. Of course, I was being more critical of my own work when my mother loved it, and I grew to find comfort in seeing it on my wall. As I was looking at it, I realized that nature could be the perfect symbolism of inclusion. I decided I wanted to use a garden and paint a garden as the metaphor. You see, each flower is different. They will bloom at different times, have different roles, colors, shapes, smells, and so on and so forth. Inclusion is so important to me because I grew up feeling quite unique. I believe everyone is unique and everyone has a different set of skills and can offer different things. Children are not the exception for that. In fact, school is a place where students can explore their differences and start to shape who they are going to be. Inclusion has had a muddied past in our school system, in our government, and in our society. There has been a great shift over the last decade to ensure that people are practicing inclusive policy and advocating for equity, diversity, and inclusion. This is seen with the hiring of EDI, officers in many corporations, universities, and more. When I first started teaching, I kept thinking back on the teachers, coaches, and leaders who inspired me, and I realized they all carried very similar traits. They're passionate, kind, held high expectations, and were fair. They also just treated everyone as a person. This has shaped my own teaching philosophy greatly. I've adopted the mentality of firm but fair after my first practicum. At this practicum, my associate teacher said I was assertive yet calm and built strong relationships with the students. I took that as a great compliment that I was able to embody some of the characteristics that I valued so much as a learner, athlete, and person. The greatest thing about these values was that they were despite or in spite of any differences. Someone who held high expectations for me motivated me to reach those expectations when I thought I wasn't capable of doing something or there was a barrier in my way. It was tailored to me and their expectations for me made me realize I was capable, worthy, and intelligent. While growing up in Ottawa, there was a lot of cultural diversity and I didn't really appreciate this until I spent my last year of high school in the States. The differences were evident. 
I attended a prominent school in a wealthy area that didn't have a lot of representation. I remember finding it a big culture shock. I was considered an international student, and there was a small group of us who marveled at the differences between countries and culture. I have found a lot of unity in sport and have met a variety of people who I am connected with by our love of a game or activity. I've been lucky to have a sport that connects me to people worldwide, and I've made rugby friends from Hawaii to Tennessee, across Canada, and in the UK. One of my most memorable experiences working with people with exceptionalities was when I was participating in the SMILE program at Acadia. I learned a lot of skills that helped me support people with exceptionalities. And when I became a coach, my toolbox grew even more, and more still when I became a manager of a fitness center. In those positions where people look up to you or depend on you to make decisions, I became acutely aware of each, individ each individual's needs and wants. I took a holistic approach and knew I had to change the way I spoke or delivered feedback depending on the athlete or person. I became a support person for some people dealing with mental health issues or other personal health issues. That was a humbling experience for me and something I didn't take lightly. Being an educator is a huge responsibility and one that I am ready to take on with an open mind, willingness to learn, and a strong desire to build connections with the students, staff members, and parents that I interact with. If I reflect back on my own elementary school days, I had an individualized education plan and was segregated from my classrooms for from my classmates for certain tests and activities that required more focus. I was in the resource room when there was a lesser chance or where there was a lesser chance of me getting distracted or distracting others. I met a whole bunch of different students with exceptionalities. Some were very similar to me in the fact that we only left our classroom to write tests and others had a lot more support and were in the room full time. I remember feeling embarrassed to leave the classroom and although I appreciate that, appreciate that it was helpful for, helpful for me, I still felt left out. It was something that we never really discussed, and if it was ever brought up, I always used self-deprecating humor to laugh it off. Recently in my practicum experiences, I have not seen this being practiced as much. In fact, I have seen resource teachers and other support workers integrated into the classroom. I think this is a positive step forward. As an educator in person, I see myself constantly learning and growing. My views on inclusivity are constantly changing and evolving as I gain new experiences or insights. I'm aware that my current view on inclusivity may change in the next year or 10 years. As an educator, my views on inclusion and inclusive education have been shaped by my own experiences as a student. I want to be a role model for my students and empower them to begin advocating for inclusion if they do not see it or feel it. My identity as an ed educator is to lead with my values and build relationships. I believe this is what separates a good teacher from a great teacher, someone who cares. I know I have a lot to give, and my passion is to make each student feel loved, worthy, and capable. While thinking about how I would integrate inclusion or talk, have a talk about inclusion in my classroom, I went back to the metaphor of a garden. I would love to do a project each year at the beginning of the school year that would represent our class as an inclusive learning environment. I would start by presenting a flower that represents me. For example, I could bring in that sunflower that I painted and add words on the petals that help make up my unique identity or words of inclusivity. I would encourage the students to make themselves as a flower using whatever materials they would like, which also incorporates multiple means of representation. And together, our class would work together to build a garden. I think the imagery is great and it celebrates each individual while working, growing, and collaborating together. Each flower will be different just as each student is different. 
Some may bloom at different times or may show their work and successes in different ways or forms, but each one is valuable, important, and necessary. You can't champion inclusivity without allowing a diversity of opinions in people. Inclusion can't be represented by one person. Just as a garden is a garden because of its differences and diversity. That's all for my talk on inclusivity today, but I hope you enjoyed it and perhaps have a greater understanding of how I see inclusion in the classroom. I hope the metaphor of inclusion as a garden resonated with some of you. And for those who normally listen to Wade, I appreciate your support. And because of me becoming a teacher, I haven't really been putting a lot of time into this, but I hope to resume shortly. Peace and love, my friend.